Hello and welcome back to Hayden's Entertainment Hour. You know, we just did a podcast like a few days ago, but it feels like there's something special in the air today, as if I'm going to be interviewing someone quite large, somebody that's part of a bigger group and a bigger understanding that I don't think most people would understand unless I explain it to you. So there's this local YouTube group called The Funny Squad. Funny Squad produces content that is supposed to be super real and super to the point. They have a fantastic review about the Boss Baby back in action. They've talked about how Dream Speedrun was faked. They've done so many different things with their content that just blows me away. But one thing that I have to say about the Funny Squad is that I never got a member to come on here and interview, and I always felt so bad. I literally would whip myself at night because I was like, why? Why would I not at least get melancholy to come on and talk about something? Well, it turns out one of the CEOs and presidents of the company, Jakey, actually reached out to me and wanted to come on the podcast to address a few things about the Funny Squad and a certain beef with a member that was just here a few days ago doing a Wonder Woman review with me. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce one of the members of the Funny Squad, Mr. Jakey. Hello, thank you very much for having me. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure. I know, it feels just, I mean, I'm literally shaking and crying right now. I cannot believe you I, actually I, took I, this. My pants are soaked in sweat. My butt crack is just so moist that Dude. I, I can't stop at, thinking at, about it. At this point, I think you and I could host a moist critical video, and we would just oh, we would oh hammer that. Oh, to the dude, moon. we would kill it. Like a little tearless, little moist meter. Oh, 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 oh my God! Could you imagine the power that we would have? Oh, Anyways, oh Jakey. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about today is I want to get an understanding from you. What is the Funny Squad? Can you explain to my viewers and other people out there what does the Funny Squad do? What's with the content you produce? What is the hidden critical message or meeting behind your content that I don't think most people would understand? So I guess I'll start off with a summary. So the Funny Squad, um, it's made up of five members. Um, mm -hmm. And we are what we like to call ourselves a multimedia conglomerate. Um, we are made up of me, Jakey, the head and CEO and king and god. And then there's the, the second in the ranks goes Prometheus, whose um, funny squad names is Funny Theus because, you know, you, we got a panda to the fans. And then it goes um, Funny Fish, who's Discord user Summon Fish. And then it goes um daquan who we haven't heard from in like years and then, <laughs> then it goes gotcha so do you know what happened to fellow user daquan uh, rumor has that he disappeared in the bermuda triangle alien abduction he might have found the proper white woman and settled down with her i mean could you just tell me what you think happened out there with daquan well in fact if i may elaborate on daquan's part i it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to be here with us today, along with all the other members. I um, recently saw Daquan. He was back in his hometown of my town, that of which oh. I will not specify. It's somewhere on, on like the United States of America. And he mm -hmm. was in town. We were hanging out together. We were driving together. And I was like, hey, man, you never show up to any more of the Funny Squad committee or board meetings. You'd never join any of the Zoom calls. You haven't had a hand in the marketing or the board of directors. And I I just want to know, are you okay? Have you settled down? Is there someone you met? And then he jumped out of the car, so I couldn't get any 
elaboration on his part. So it's unfortunate that we have to leave it at such a cliffhanger. But the next time I hear from him, I promise you, it'll. I think something special is going to happen. Well, I'm glad to know that the Funny Squad is working something out with Daquan. We have been desperately waiting a long time to know if he's going to make his resurgence in the Funny Squad. We at first felt like he was going to get replaced, which, look, that's a controversial thing to do no matter what you're on or whatever piece of media you're creating. That that has to be a big pair of shoes to fill, obviously. But I want to talk about a piece of your content on YouTube that I think is extremely underrated. Your Boss Baby Back in Business review. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Many people would say Citizen Kane is like the piece of art house cinema that just revolutionized the industry. Many people would say that um, the old iDubbbz content cops revolutionized the internet. A lot of people would say that even just like funny cat videos for a while was just taking the internet over by storm. But for some reason, I felt like Boss Baby Back in Action's review by the Funny Squad was one of those videos that shaped the internet. I mean, it literally broke ground. People were like crying in tears in the streets, partying because they were so happy this piece of content could come out. Can you give me a little bit of history as to why you love the cinematic masterpiece that is uh, Boss Baby? And also tell me a little bit about why Boss Baby Back in Business is this revolutionary piece of TV we haven't had since Breaking Bad. Yes, of course. And thank you for allowing me to come on here because I mean, I've been wanting to talk about this with someone for a long time now. You know, YouTube comments are one thing, but a podcast Mm -hmm. is another. So if we want to talk about Boss Person returning to work, then we have to talk about Boss Baby, the original film, Oscar-nominated Boss Baby, you know, brass tacks. So Boss Baby, obviously, besides being a cultural revolution and an absolute enigma in the line of cinema and the just the movie universe we see today just the film industry as a whole it i mean I th- i'm pretty sure it broke records for the first box office you know it won probably like 15 emmys or something i think it mm-hmm. won several tonys and you know it's it's still mind-boggling today how they were able to cast alec bald guy um mm-hmm. decorated war veteran and um commander of the fifth precinct in the fucking u.s army <laughs> and yeah and i just it's it's unfortunate for a while there i was thinking well i need to know what happens next i this cliffhanger of a story you know it's it just leaves off with tim and baby You know, Mm -hmm. just like they settle their differences, but you know, I'm thinking, what's what happened? What's going to happen to Big Jim? What's happening at Baby Corp? Are they all going to grow up? And all those questions and more are answered and given an extreme amount of detail in Boss Mm -hmm. Person Back to Business Baby. Mm -hmm. I, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Now, from what I've heard, you told us in your review that Storytime Bear does not make a reappearance. Now, I don't know if you heard recently, but Storytime Bear have been battling with drug addiction for a very long time. And we just have this breaking piece of news today. Storytime Bear... I'm, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Um, our lawyer has told me not to uh, discuss this with anyone outside of... Oh, it's classified? Are you sure? Um, I don't... I, uh, I, I can't say anything else. 
All right. Well, we'll keep the story time bear confession down, I guess. But it is a tragedy for those that know little about the tale and story of Storytime Bear. But I got to say something. With Boss Baby Bag in Action being this revolutionary TV show, when you saw that the sequel was coming out, like, they don't make many groundbreaking sequels anymore. Like, Terminator 2 was a groundbreaking sequel, a lot of people would say. Uh, Grown Ups 2 was a sequel that built upon the original as one of, as literally one of the best Adam Sandler movies ever made. Uh, a lot of people would like to argue that the plenty of open season sequels that we got for the past many years was also groundbreaking to the franchise. But because Boss Baby 2, you hear those words and it just sends shivers down your spine. What does that mean to somebody like you that is in the Boss Baby community? Well, I think it's a pretty big deal because, for one, the original Boss Baby starred Tobey Maguire. And Tobey Maguire is a familiar face when it comes to revolutionary sequels given his Spider-Man 2 appearance. So mm-hmm. that gives me a pretty big boost of confidence when it comes to the validity and reasoning for the sequel because if toby's coming back and with his with his previous knowledge of what it means to make a good sequel i think i think i can have a lot of confidence in the continuation of the story and mm-hmm. um a change in tone in the in the boss baby universe mm-hmm. and another thing that comes up is i wonder if they're going to play on the the boss baby back in business you know like it worked for a couple of episodes of mandalorian you were supposed to watch like clone wars and rebels why not make the fans get more invested into the television series i don't you know it it would be a missed opportunity it it would be and you know what it looks like with this one it, it looks like somebody is teaching babies to be bad now, there are a lot of shithead kids out there. There are a lot of babies that I fucking cannot just... I, I can't tolerate in this world. But this one appears to be making the excuse for why there are bad babies in this universe. Somebody is teaching them how to be bad babies. Do you think that kids might take away mixed messaging from this movie like they did that Joker film that came out two years ago? Babies will start rioting in the streets, flipping over cars, setting shit on fire because they'll think being a bad baby is a good thing? Or do you hope that Alec Baldwin and Tim can right wrongs in this movie and prevent a doomsday scenario like this kind of backlash from happening. Well, see, they already have. In the television show, there's this character named Marsha Kringle. Marsha Kringle is certainly out there to make a bad name for babies. And some babies take this advice quite literally. It's it's really gripping and it's 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 oh, it takes your heart the tightest of clenches and so i am confident in the storyboard directors that they will be able to sort of take the direction that no no babies babies no flip car babies no flip car babies no have sex in street babies no do that baby no do for public mm-hmm. fornication like at woodstock in 1969 Yes, yes, I'm hoping. But at the same time, you do have to worry a little bit about a Boss Baby sequel. Because there are a lot of sequels out there that just aren't as good as the original. Like, you look at Star Wars, and then you look at The Empire Strikes Back. I mean, just, it was a failure on so many levels when you just look back at it. Like, did we really need to know that Luke Skywalker and Vader were connected? No, I think it would have made more sense if they were brothers, for goodness sake. I mean, there are just some sequels that really miss the mark after their original... 
Do you have any doubt in your mind that we could see that kind of scenario? Or even the prequels seem to have messed up in so many ways with the continuation of that universe, just making garbage movie after garbage movie, and you have to have the tiniest of brains to enjoy it at this point. But do you feel like Boss Baby could be that sequel that's not as good as the original, or completely miss the point from the original? We'll see. When it comes to Star Wars, when The Empire Strikes came back, and everyone was leaving theaters early, you know, and like throwing out their popcorn and tossing oh, yeah, their drinks Oh yeah, it was dog shit. It was it was dog it, shit. I mean, even the '80s couldn't stand that shit, and they mm-hmm. fucking tolerated Reagan. <laughs> it, even as he was flooding the streets with drugs, they somehow tolerated. The they man. somehow did it. I don't understand, but they the problem with Star Wars at that time was they added too many characters this is they true. added lando fett they added boba's last name they added jabba the fett they added they they added um c3po in that one i don't anakin salt anakin salt water they they added uh, luke luke fucking sprinkler and they fucking I mean, it just so many characters. Yoda, for Christ's sake! I mean, is yeah. Yoda anyone's favorite Star Wars character? I feel like you have to be brain dead to like. I Yoda feel like I, I, Loka, Yoda has to be the least quoted Star Wars character of all time. Occasionally, mm-hmm. I forget he exists, and then I go to rewatch, like maybe the prequels or something, just so I can numb my brain. And I see him show up, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's a character." It's and, yeah. but I have confidence in Boss Baby because Star Wars adding characters isn't always a bad thing, but not knowing how to balance them is always the downfall of a movie. Mm-hmm. Take two Spider-Man films, for instance, Spider-Man Three and the Amazing Spider-Man Two. They had too not they didn't necessarily have too many villains. They just didn't know how to properly balance the story in favor of those villains. Mm-hmm. Star Wars had too many characters, and they didn't know how to properly balance the movie. This is true. In just and so, Boss Baby. I think their sequel is totally valid because the original movie had probably what ten characters, and they were able to balance yep. them fluently. So, if our only worry with the sequel. Is the balance of characters and the message that the uh, storyboard directors are trying to convey? I think it's a pretty safe bet. I I do too. Now we have a very hard hitting question here. Do you think Baby Jimbo could kick Boba Fett's? Ass? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Have you seen him with his I, like rattler lawnmower thing, dude? He would I absolutely like, he would like pick up a couch like in Yakuza Three and like slap him. I know, and I was just thinking, if he just set his fat little baby ass on his helmet, he might crush. He his might fucking crush skull. his goddamn skull. And and that would be brutal. That would be extremely brutal for children to watch. But it would also let them know that Star Wars characters are not as strong as Jimbo. And that Jimbo don't like, fuck Jim- around. Yeah, I I feel like that would let them know these characters are more powerful and way more iconic than any of those trashy Star Wars things. Like, but. I do have to comment on one more thing about Boss Baby here before I ask you about a certain controversy that's been going on. So, 
It's been known for a while, the first Boss Baby made $1.2 billion at the box office. And then during coronavirus, they put it back in theaters, and it only made like 50 bucks because everybody's afraid to go back to theaters and see it. Now, the growing fear is that if we do not get rid of coronavirus, Boss Baby may not be able to triple what the first one made and make over, what, $3 billion at the box office? So do you fear if Rona doesn't go away, it might affect Boss Baby's sales numbers? Yeah, I'm a bit... Um... I'm a bit frightened by something like a Boss Baby HBO Max release or like Mm -hmm. a dip in the Boss Baby box office numbers and um, yeah, it is legitimately concerning to me. I can can see a future and I can see a likely future where Boss Baby doesn't crash, absolutely throttle records the way it did back in the 90s, but um... I mean, My faith if is I can read Dr. Fauci, if, yeah. listen, Dr. Fauci, if you're listening, if you're not going to do it for the people, at least do it for Boss Baby. Do it for Boss Baby, please. Cool. Now, I want to read you some box office numbers here because we got to compare it. Like I said, Boss Baby made $1.2 billion. Star Wars The Last Jedi came out that same year and only made $213 million worldwide. It's not good when you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Daddy's Home 2 made $669 million, more than a Star Wars movie. When you look at Coco, Coco made $889 million. So when you look at it, Boss Baby was the best movie to come out that year, yet it doesn't win an Oscar. They give it to some movie about a girl putting up three billboards on the side of a road, and for some reason that's cinema, whereas Boss Baby... You literally have a scene where Tim is slapping the baby's ass and it farts. And they don't give that an Oscar. I I don't understand it at this point. Does Martin Scorsese I mean, the have the Academy by the Ball? The art direction in that scene is simply flawless. I know. It doesn't make any sense. And what did they give it to? Coco that year? Like, yeah, you can make the argument Coco is animated well, but does it have any farting baby asses in it? Does it have any I baby think so. Being launched by literal ass particles? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's just Boss Baby was so revolutionary. Now, moving past the Boss Baby, we have to talk about a certain channel beef that you've started lately because I recently had this guest on my podcast a few days ago. Mm. His name is Dalton Westmore. That fucking prick. Now, no, no, no. I know you have a lot of pent up rage, but let me get to this. He comes on my podcast, right? And he talks about Soul and Wonder Woman. In an off-air clip, he talks about how he's planning on stealing Funny Squad members' subscribers and team members. And I just want to hear your comment on this. What are your thoughts on Dalton Westmore's channel, the content he makes, and him potentially stealing your viewers and members? Let me just start off by saying this. If Dalton films... Westmore was a movie sequel. He would be the Empire Strikes Back. <gasps> oh, that's terrible. That I I can't I can't even fathom that, Jakey. That's like saying that you would rather drink poison the rest of your life than enjoy anything in general. I mean, just Jakey. That seems like. We almost have to censor that for foreign audiences. We can't have that air. 
you got to be careful, man. This that's your first strike on the podcast, okay? We we got to be kind, even if there's channel beef. But continue. Talk about your feelings on Dalton Westmore. Listen, if it's civility you're looking for, it's not in Dalton Westmore. I <gasps> he kills babies. No. He probably like rapes them. What the hell? <laughs> Oh my god. He's like probably a never really act. I don't have any confirmed sources on this, but mm-hmm. I his mom's probably like really cool cuz she's a mom. He yeah. probably I bet he probably likes to like sniff butts like a dog. <gasps> um Dalton. um I have a confirmed source from his mother that he um that that he regularly leaves the toilet seat up. No. Yeah. Um. And I have. And if you're wondering why I see his mom so much, that. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's between me and her bed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Jakey! Oh, this is breaking news. Now, no, no, no. Before we get into the deep crevices of this drama, I have to ask, have you watched any of Dalton's content? And how would you comment on his content in general? I have watched two of Dalton Film Westmore Films.films.com's videos. Um, the Palpatine review from our reaction mm-hmm. video. And the Mandalorian review from me and Prometheus's reaction review. And both mm-hmm. times. I rated it on the fart scale, a stinky. <gasps> so you're saying his content is very bad from what I'm hearing. Christ almighty. It's like, oh, it's, oh, I mean, the editing, the pacing, his voice is like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, I just, you know, I, I would rather play Madden 21. No, Jakey, you can't say that. Do you know how many people are suffering out there that are down $60 because of that game? I know, I know. Um, And, you know, lock me up. Lock me up, you know? Jakey, I almost would have to call the authorities because that... That kind of shit is like Alex Jones coming on here and talking about just... I, I don't even know him claiming that he's retarded or something. Which he has said in the past before, but has also redacted that statement. But, Jakey, we have to be careful here. Now, this next question I'm going to ask you, you got to be straight with me, okay? Yes, of course. Do you think Dalton Westmore will ever beat the Funny Squad in content and subscriber numbers? No, no, that's nowhere near feasible. I mean, we probably have, what, like, like four times as many subscribers as him right now we definitely have the views and the consistency and uploads to prove that we will beat him to the punch every time it's it's really not a competition you know that boss baby back in business review i made Mm -hmm. i made that in one day (gasps) no way i made that in one day it takes dalton months to put a video together i made it in one day and it's the best video ladies and gentlemen this is really where you should be putting your subscriber count towards the funny squad that takes a day to make its content whereas Dalton 
spends a month editing one frame of Boba Fett flying around and then getting eaten by a gigantic butthole in the sand because Boba Fett as a character is really fucking dumb. In fact, if you like Boba Fett, you're really dumb. I'm just gonna oh say that right God, now. I can't, he's uh, not Boba even cool. Fett is so lame. He is. God. He's like the worst character. That whole scene where he's like beating up stormtroopers has to be the lamest shit I've ever seen in my life. It is. It, it's really badly choreographed. I can't. You know, Boba Fett. Just as a character, Boba Fett has so many issues with him, and I, I, I just don't get why people like him. Is it because his dad Django got killed by Samuel Jackson? Is that the only reason people like him? Like, yeah, I get it. Django had like a cool wrist thing, and he dressed in blue with like shiny what metal armor, <gasps> and then Boba was like, oh my you know God. what? What? The prequels are genius. Are they are. This is breaking news. Okay. How yeah, are they genius? Samuel L. Jackson has starred in not one, not two, but what I believe to be four Quentin Tarantino films. He has. He has starred in Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. He has starred in um, fucking whatever that one where he was the main character. And he has starred Pulp. in The Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. But most importantly and relevant to the topic, he has starred in Django Unchained. Yes. So, hear me out here. Boba Fett, the child of Django Fett, is hanging out in, Jan- in, in, in the Coliseum where Django is killed. Samuel Jackson slices off his head. In reality, this is an alternate timeline to Django no. Unchained. No. In Django Unchained, Samuel L. Jackson plays a slave whose main purpose is to serve the slave master Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. And he is thwarted and thrown off of his slave throne by Django Fox, played by Jamie Fox. Wow. Yet, in this Quentin Tarantino-directed film, Attack of the Clones, Star Wars 2, the sequel Attack of the Clones... Quentin Tarantino flips the cards on us by revealing that there is a connected universe between the Star Wars films and the Django Unchained universe by revealing that there is an alternate timeline within those two universes where Samuel L. Jackson's slave character comes on top of Django Fox's character and eventually wins the day. Wow. You gotta clap for that. That's great. That right there is a fantastic thing. I, I gotta say, I learn a thing or two every time I bring on a new guest, but sometimes my guests just blow me away when they put this stuff together. And I gotta admit, Jakey, you have a very large IQ putting this together. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, I know you're watching this. We, everyone knows you're watching this. Please confirm this. Please yes, you, you confirm have this. to. 
You know At I'm right. At this point, you must. You know I'm right. It's like when that one dude confirmed that Jar Jar was like a Sith, but that's never going to be put on film because it's Jar Jar is a Sith. Mm-hmm. It's Quentin Tarantino. You already put this on your films. Just stop putting your nose between those smelly Margot Robbie feet, those juicy little toes. <laughs> and look- Don't get me started on feet, dear boy. <laughs> look me in the eyes and tell me that you, as the director of Attack of the Clones, connected your two films. That, that was just a brilliant theory. Now, before we move off this Dalton Westmore controversy... Have you listened to the podcast that me and Dalton did a few days ago? I have, actually. Um, it took me, uh, like, three tries sitting through it because of all of Dalton's ums and buts. And I know him listening to this will make him insecure immediately. And that's okay, because I'll comfort him right after I'm done with his mother tonight. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Jakey. That kind of savage, that kind of, you just burnt something on fire, I'm afraid. Like, my whole house is on fire with that roast right now. Help me. I'm on fucking fire, Jake. You better call, call the, the fire Dude, you better call 911, because I'm about to have sex with Dalton's mother. Oh my god, it's an inferno. My cats, my cats are burning alive right now, Jake. Oh, oh Nala's burning. She still wants fucking tidy cat's treats or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't understand what's going on right Neither now. Neither do I. Anyways, I, since we've covered the boss baby thing, and we've also covered the Japheth Whitmore controversy, I figured I would comment on one last thing, Jake. Of course, of course, of course. And it's got, it's got to be personal. Now, as you know, award season is around the corner. Now... This year, the Oscars really have no clue what they're going to nominate for Best Picture, let alone do they know what kind of movie should even make the Best of the Year list in their opinion. I propose that if the Academy cannot find good enough movies in 2020 to put up for this year's Oscars, they put Boss Baby back in certain categories to give it another fighting shot at winning an Oscar, and Best Picture is the one it's nominated for this time. Hayden, today we went on a spiritual trip. Today mm-hmm. we found out so much about each other and we did. about our fellow man. We took a particular dive into the intricacies of mankind's emotions the Mm -hmm. way they function how they feel we lack this intuitive need to care for each other this is true we lack an emotional connection strong enough a bond that is preservative enough that we are able to keep ourselves in check. Mm-hmm. I I've been through a lot of struggles in my life. This yeah. I've been through uh 
A lot of walls in my mind have been broken down. A lot of bricks mm-hmm. have been misplaced from their mm-hmm. original concrete structures and positions. Yes. And I'm struggling to put those walls back. I'm struggling mm-hmm. to find someone to help me put back the pieces of what I thought I used to be and what I want to be now in the future. Yes. Mm-hmm. But no struggle has been as great as the one between the siding, between Attack of the Clones and Boss Baby for Best Picture nomination. <sighs> This is harder than any scandal that's gone on in this country. It's harder than any world war we fought in. This is one of the toughest decisions I think we've ever had to decide between Jake. Hayden, I lost a mother. Oh, Jake. I've lost a father. Jake. I've lost friends. No loss will be greater than one of the decisions I have to leave behind for this Oscar nomination. It just gets me crying thinking about it. Academy, if you're hearing me, I'm just another man. I'm, I'm just another person who may think they have some sort of internal struggle, but really they're just lying to themselves. So they have an excuse to wake up in the morning and feel angry about something. Yes. So I want you to look me in the eyes through this non-video podcast. I want you to put your hand on my hand. I can feel it. And I want you to put your crotch up against mine. <laughs> I'm sweating profusely right now. And I want you. I feel something stiff. I want you to link our menstrual cycles. I want you to seek oh. them together. I want you to stare into the pits. That is my soul. I can see in there. I see baby Jimbo in your soul. I want you to grab my heart. I want you I'm to grabbing stick it. my fingers in the back of it and just work it, baby. I want you to work my heart's clit. <laughs> and I want you to know that I have to choose. I have to choose. <laughs> There's only one choice I can make. <laughs> make the choice, Jakey. It's between Boss Baby and Attack of the Clone. <laughs> it's a tough choice, Jakey. I get it. I've lost my family for this moment. <laughs> I've shed tears for this moment. I've shed blood for this moment. Yes, you have. I've crawled my way through mud and blood and guts and tears and... 
So I want you to Wait. listen to me as intently as you can, Academy. When I say, please. When I say that Attack of the Clones deserves the Oscar. Oh, <laughs> I can't believe we came to this decision. <laughs> this is such a hard one to get through. And I know the audience out there doesn't understand the pain we're going through, but you gotta understand this was a tough decision to make. This is one of the toughest things I've ever had to do. <laughs> And I saw cats on an acid trip. <laughs> this is difficult. <sighs> but, Jakey, understand. What you're doing here is doing a lot of good. You see, with the tag of the clones winning, it will finally prove oh, something. Oh, It'll prove that Boba Fett's bitch ass can't carry a movie like Django. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been an emotional my hand. Yes. I'm holding it as hard as I can. I'm sweating every aura. It's time to end this podcast, Hayden. It's time to end the episode. It is. It's time to end this. Thank you, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen. Thank you. So <laughs> Thank you for coming on this very special episode. Tune in next time when I talk about some fucking movie, or I interview another funny squad Rest member. in peace, Amanda and Michael. Rest in peace. Good night. Good night, America. <laughs>